Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal on this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Bay podcast. I am so excited to be here. It is Saturday morning as I'm recording this, and I am prepping my house right now um, for our amazing housekeepers to come in and help make this place look and feel so beautiful and so abundant. I don't know about you, but there's something about a clean environment that makes me perform at my optimal best. And by perform, I don't mean literally perform. Sometimes it's like sitting on the couch and just like vibing on the couch and vibing at my optimal best. Uh, when there's crap all over my apartment, it's like I can't even relax. And I don't know if you relate to this. Let me know if you do, but I am so excited for that. That's, that's how exciting my Saturday morning is, you guys. That's what I'm looking forward to. But I just got back from Sedona. I was doing a live event in Sedona with my really good friend, James Wedmore. We were doing a fulfillment bonus event. Um, at his house for a group of, I think there was like 300 people registered. It was anyone who signed up through me for James's program called Business by Design. Um, that launched earlier in June. And we actually just decided to combine three different groups that we promised this live event for last year and decided to do it virtual. But me and James did it live together. Like me and him were in person together. So Today, uh, this week has been a crazy week and I've just been like, oh my God, there's episodes that I want to record. So I'm working on a Saturday and I hope that whenever you listen this, you're having a beautiful day. So I recently asked my audience, which is you guys, and I'm so grateful for all of your suggestions and feedback, reviews, comments, shares, like you have no idea how much it means to me that you are spreading the word about this podcast and you're actually giving me input of what would make these episodes even better by sharing topics, suggestions, and all of that good stuff. So if I ever make a post asking for future podcast episodes, I would encourage you and just let you know that I appreciate you in advance that you take the time to answer me because this podcast is for you (laughs) and it's forever going to be a free podcast. This is part of how 
I'm able to provide free value because I am so financially supported in other avenues of my content. Like for example, my program that is launching very, very soon, Manifestation Babe Academy. It's launching on the 23rd of this month, which is literally, I think by the time this launches, maybe a week, maybe a week and a half, maybe less than a week um, that it launches. And so you know, the ability to support myself, my team financially in other ways allows me to then pour myself even deeper into content that is either free or doesn't cost much more than like 20 bucks. Like for example, my book on Amazon, and that is something I'm planning on creating more of is, you know, uh, more free content, more content that is accessible to everybody so that I can go deeper in both my really uh my my paid content the really deep stuff as well as my free content as well. Anyway, that was a long freaking winded introduction so let's dive into to the into today's episode. Um this was a commonly asked uh topic that I have not recorded. I've talked about human design um you know in passing with many of my guests. I've brought on one of my teachers, Eden Carpenter, onto the podcast. It is episode number 197 where she talks more in depth about what human design is and human design that is applicable to everyone. So if you need a good intro, I would recommend you pause this episode, go listen to that one first and then come back here and continue on with this one because you guys were really interested in how I specifically use human design for manifestation for me. Um, and of course, human design, you know, like astrology, when you look up your natal chart or you look up your human design chart, there is so much information on these things. And I will admit that even though I have a certification as a human design reader, I don't know every little detail. There's just so much. And my expertise in this lifetime is not to law, is not, um, is not in being a human design expert, right? It's not, that's not what I believe my purpose is in this lifetime, but I wanted to learn it well enough so that I can teach the foundation to as many people as possible so that they can apply it to their lives. And I will tell you that before I got into the nuances and details of human design, um, I just use the basics like my type, my strategy and authority for two entire years and lived my life in alignment with my type strategy and authority um, that got me to where I am today. And it has brought so much ease into my life. It's made things so much simpler. It's made things just so aligned and I can't even describe it. It's it's felt really good. And so having the success that I've had with applying human design in my life, I just decided to go deeper into it. And then of course, bring it into my Manifestation Babe Academy where I teach you how to read your own chart and use it for manifestation. So of course, I tailor it specifically to manifestation. Um, and in this podcast episode, I just kind of want to share, you know, fun things that I ha- I have in my chart and specifically how I use it for me and my manifestation practice. So human design, first of all, what is human design? I've heard it many times as being referred to as the energetic version of Myers-Briggs. Now, if you're not familiar with Myers-Briggs, it is a personality typing test that you can take on the Googles and what it spits out at you after you answer, I don't know, 200 questions, however many, it spits out an, um, a um, collection, a series, whatever you want to call it, of four different letters. So I am typically typed as an INTJ when I take the test online, but I recently, well, maybe like a year and a half ago, had a conversation, a session with some someone who has gotten really good at typing people according to Myers-Briggs, but also in his own, uh, his own structure, his own way of, of his own invention of typing people, um, according to their personality types. He was the most accurate person I've ever talked to, talked to and experienced like a typing from his name is Alexander Palos. I don't really know his website. He's kind of like underground at the time that I had a session with him. But if you find his website somehow, or if you know him through my good friend, James Wedmore, which is who introduced me to him, I definitely recommend getting a session with him or going into his work because they're just so fascinating. And I don't see like, unlike some people, I don't see these 
personality things as literally like a box that we're putting ourselves into. I see it as a blueprint and a guide for us to live our life even more in alignment with our strengths and being aware of our weaknesses so that we can either um, get better or we can delegate those weaknesses to other people, right? Like, hey, I'm really disorganized. I need you to come help me organize things. You know what I mean? Like we can help each other out by maximizing our strengths and, you know, hire each other for each other's strengths and befriend each other for each other's strengths and be like, wow, this person's so good at this. I want to learn from you about this because it comes so naturally to you. So I really see it as this expansive, this very positive thing, this like track that we can put ourselves on to be like, okay, uh, and this is something that we can also intuitive, intuitively feel. For example, when I'm living my life according to my human design, my life is so flowy. It's just everything works out. Uh, it feels good. It feels very satisfying, which is my signature um, because I'm a generator. I will talk a little bit more about that in a second. But things just feel really, really good. And anytime I am trying to be someone else who I'm not uh, as my authentic self, the authentic self that my soul chose to become in this lifetime, things are unnecessarily hard. And so just like using these things as a, as a tool and practicing and trying them on, it's like walking into a closet and just trying on clothes. That's really what it is. And being like, mm, this one's not a fit for me. Ooh, this one feels really good to me, right? Having access to these different tools is um, and and seeing how they work, and they work really well for me, and they work really well for my students. So this is why I love this. I teach this. I want to learn more about it, and then share with you guys. Okay, so energetic Myers Briggs. I went on a tangent there. Um, human design is also known as the study of differentiation and uniqueness, and this is why I appreciate it so much. Is because human design honors that every single person is very unique and very different and has something to honor and to celebrate about themselves. And we are not designed to be the exact same and we're not designed to create success in our life in the exact same way. This is why I talk so much about um, this in my Manifestation Baby Academy, that we're all, we all have a unique relationship with the universe and we all have a different manifestation process, right? So when we come across like styles of teaching that are only directed to the teacher's style of learning and also style of like manifestation, their own unique energetic imprint, you know, anyone who has a similar energetic imprint can definitely benefit from that. But it really leaves out the rest of us, right? Not that this exact step by step process doesn't work for all of us. So, you know, having an awakening and a realization around that, what I did inside of MBA is I went on this journey of being like, okay, what is something that is going to apply to everybody? And then what are these tools and practices and rituals and things that we often um, are taught as like the truth? Like you need to visualize. Everybody has to visualize for 10 minutes a day or everybody has to use essential oils or like everybody has to do this or that. It's not necessarily true and it doesn't work for everyone and it leaves so many people um, frustrated. So that's why I appreciate human design is because it honors our uniqueness and our differences and every single chart is different. Um, so human design came as a system that was downloaded and channeled in 1987 by a man who went by the name Ra Uruhu, and it incorporates ancient energy systems such as astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Hindu chakra system, and also scientific principles that come from biochemistry, neuroscience, and quantum mechanics. It's this nice synergy of all of these systems being combined into one that have a lot of similarities based on where you look and the chart just incorporates all of them. So when you go to a place like myhumandesign.com is a really great website to get your chart. I use another system that I pay for just because um, I do like to store people's charts and like to look at my friends' charts. So I have, you know, I use Genetic Matrix, um, but a very easy one that's free that's created by someone who is awesome and super knowledgeable in this field is Jenna Zoe and her website is myhumandesign.com. So human design is going to generate a chart that tells you a lot about who you are, how you were designed to live in alignment with your authentic self, 
And it creates this blueprint that is based off of the moment that you were born. So it's very similar to astrology where you need to know your birth time, birth date, birth location. You plug it in and it gives you it gives you a map, a blueprint. Now, if you don't know when you were born, like the time that you were born, which I know so many people um, don't know the time that they were born, you can still benefit from hum- human design because you can use a pendulum and you can ask the pendulum to guide you towards your birth time. This is something I learned from Eden. So for example, you can ask a pendulum. And if you don't know how to use one, there's great videos on YouTube that you can search and watch how people use um, the pendulum. But you can ask your pendulum, hey, was I born after 9 a.m.? Yes or no? Okay, cool. I was born after 9 a.m. That, you know, (laughs) now I can move forward. Was I born before 12 p.m.? No. Okay. Was I born before 5 p.m.? Yes. Okay. Was I born? And you can just keep going until you literally narrow down the exact hour and the exact minute at which you were born so that you can get a very accurate chart. Um, And yeah, like I said before, I really love this tool. I teach you how to read your own chart, use it for manifestation inside of my Manifestation Babe Academy, which launches on the 23rd of this month. And if you haven't already signed up for the wait list, you can get on that at manifestationbabeacademy.com. So a lot of people ask me, Catherine, how did you discover human design? So a couple of years ago, I had a VIP day with a client. And at the very end, we went out to dinner and she asked me, Catherine, what's your human design? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I looked it up and I remember her saying like, oh, you know, my son is a manifester and he's like the best type you could possibly be. And like something along those lines. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a manifester then because I'm manifestation babe, right? And so I looked at my chart and I saw that I was a generator. And I read the description of a generator off of that website. And I honestly have no idea what website I went on because, again, this is years and years and years ago. And I was just so turned off to, to, to it. I was like, this is so stupid. This is so limiting. This sounds crazy. I don't understand what this chart is. I don't understand all these arrows and numbers and random things and random symbols. This is so stupid. And so I just kind of forgot about it until like years later, maybe about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I'm actually mixing up the timeline. So I don't actually know. I think it was like 2017 that I discovered human design and it wasn't until like end of 2018 or maybe beginning of 2019 that I started to look into it again. And, uh, I, you know, came across people on Instagram like Jenna Zoe, and I finally decided to look into it because the way that she described the types, it was like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. I love being a generator now. And so after getting into it, I spent the last two years really living my life according to what it means to be a generator. And it was such a game changer for me. I can't even describe it. It gave me so much freedom and expansiveness and excitement and appreciation for who I am. And my hope is that it does the same for you. So last year, I decided to enroll into a certification so that I can learn how to apply this stuff to manifestation that everyone can benefit from inside of my program. And the certification that I decided to go with is Eden Carpenter's. She is hopefully still at Intuition Lifestyle, but she might not be. I think she changed her Instagram handle recently. So I will put that in the show notes. It might be I am Eden Carpenter, um, but maybe if you just type in her name on Instagram, whatever her handle is now will pop up and you guys can go check out her work too. So again, why I love human design, it gives me a blueprint behind you know when I am and when I'm not living in alignment so that I can stop making things unnecessarily hard. And it shows you exactly how to maximize your relationship with the universe. And I found that when I look back in my life, like when I look back at the past, when things were in flow for me and working out and going my way, I was always unconsciously living according to my design. And when things were unnecessarily hard, when I felt stuck, when I felt frustrated, when things were not going my way, I realized it was because I was actually trying to live my life um, against my own human design. And so finally learning it and understanding human design was like a hack so that I can keep things in flow and know exactly how to shift when things were feeling unnecessarily hard. So how I use my design in human wait, how I use my human design and manifestation. So there are five types in human design, which represents our general energetic 
archetype. It is our auric field. It is like the flavor of our aura. It's very generic. And so even if your best friend is the same type as you, there are so many more nuances that differentiate you guys. So two generators or two manifestors standing side by side can be extremely different people. So this is a very general energetic archetype. I am a generator which makes up 30 to 35% of the collective. And this represents my general relationship to the universe. So I am here. My main kind of purpose is, and my main way of being is to respond to the things, the people, and the desires that light me up. So keywords for a generator are follow your joy. What lights you up? what excites you, what satisfies you. So as a generator, you know, as generators, if you're a generator listening, I am here to be the life force of the collective. We are the life force of the collective. And so we literally light people up when we are lit up. Okay. And we're also the action takers in the collective based on what is lighting us up. The only problem is that the majority of generators, because they're so good at hustling, like we are the hustlers. Okay. We, we can show up and we can work. We're not afraid of hard work. We're really good at working hard. But the thing is, is that if we are working really hard at something that is draining us, we are actually sucking other people dry as we do it. So it's a big responsibility. And when I learned this, I was like, oh my God, it's not just me that I'm hurting when I'm doing things that don't light me up. I'm actually hurting other people. This is crazy. So inspired action. When I talk about inspired action in my content, this is the key for all of us, but really the key for generators to living your life in alignment. Do not take action unless it's inspired action and unless it's something that's lighting you up. Now, the biggest question that people ask, and this is something that I had to really understand through practice because this can be so confusing. So for example, you can be like, well, Catherine, it doesn't light me up when I do the dishes every single night, you know, but I have to do the dishes. Otherwise, no one else is going to do it and my house is not going to be clean. Or Catherine, it doesn't light me up to eat in a certain way when, you know, I went to my doctor, I saw my doctor last week, my doctor said I have high blood pressure and I've been feeling kind of meh lately and just I want to take better care of my body, but ice cream lights me up and salads do not. And so for a really long time, I'm like, hmm, that's so confusing. And I would go on these adventures where I would literally not do a single thing that doesn't light me up. And I realized that the end result of certain things, of certain actions would not light me up. What I mean by that is when I would eat foods that quote unquote light me up on an ego level, because that's really what it is. You have to then distinguish, okay, is this ego lit, light me up versus higher self light me up level? And so, um, you know, in terms of food, I know that I am the most lit up when I feel healthy. And I know that certain foods, even though they're kind of boring and don't light me up in the moment, after I'm done eating them or a week of eating them compounded or a month of eating them compounded, the end result is what really lights me up. And so sometimes it's okay that there's certain process actions that might not be the most exciting things in the world, but it's going to lead you to the end result that is truly lighting you up. So for example, doesn't light me up to um, you know fold my laundry. It doesn't light me up to do the dishes, but I know that the end result of a clean home, like I said, when I have a clean home, that shit lights me up. And so I'm willing to do those process actions that don't necessarily light me up to get the end result that does light me up. And now another hack that I would love to share to all of my generators and manifesting generators out there is that if it can be delegated, it is also a beautiful thing to delegate. So if you fucking hate doing your own laundry, Even if the end result lights you up and you have the ability to pay someone 
to enroll your children, maybe give them a chore to do, (laughs) to teach them how to do laundry, you can outsource that so that you can then use your energy on more things that light you up. So that's just like an example that took me forever to understand. And now I finally feel like I understand. So if you're a generator or Manny Jen listening to this and it's key for you to be lit up, um, hopefully that helped you. So as a generator, my sacral center, which is an energy center in human design, we have nine of them, is defined, which is essentially a battery that gives me endless energy when I'm doing something that I love. And vice versa, it also gets drained very fast when I'm doing what I don't love. Like when I'm doing something I'm not supposed to be doing, when I'm doing something that I think I should be doing or need to be doing, and it's not keyword leading me to an end result, like the end result. When I think about, okay, why am I doing this and where is it going? And if I'm not lit up and super frustrated and drained by where I think it's going to lead me or, you know, the reason why I'm doing this, that is a red flag for me. That is a red flag for all generators. Anytime you feel drained, especially as a sacral generator, which is what my authority is, that is a big red flag. Okay. So it's very important that you are focusing on the things that give you energy and you let go very quickly of the things that drain you. So that's with relationships, friendships, business models, team members. There's so much that we can go into here. And so this is more of a general advice for you to then apply to more specific things. Um, As a generator, I have an extremely magnetic aura which means that I draw in anything and everything into my space. And my job is to say yes or no to what is and isn't lighting me up and not judge it at all. So the, um, hold on, the type authority strategy. So the strategy of a generator is to wait to respond. Now, a lot of generators like for example, you guys have to go and listen to Eden's episode, episode 197, because I'm not going to go into all the types. I'm just literally going to share how I use it for myself. Um, So if you're like confused on what strategy authority is, definitely go listen to that episode. And of course, I will teach you all this inside of my course as well. So as a generator, we're not initiators. We are responders. So we have to wait to respond to something. And a lot of generators, when they hear this, they start freaking out being like, oh my God, so I just have to sit here and wait for something to fall into my lap and never take action when it is truly quite the opposite. The thing is, is that as a generator, you have an extremely magnetic aura and there's constantly something to respond to. You responded to something to click on this podcast and to listen to this podcast. You responded to all of the breakfast options that came into your auric field this morning. You are responding to all the things that are showing up on social media for you right now and deciding what is worth your time to consume in content and what isn't. So there's constantly things to say yes or no to. And our job is to tune into our sacral center, our gut feeling, our body response to be like, yes or no. Generators have to rely on fuck yes and fuck no. There is no in-between. A maybe to a generator is an automatic no. My team, it took forever for all of us to learn this, but finally, I think we figured it out. Whenever I think about something for way too long or whenever I go, my team goes, okay, that's a no. (laughs) That's definitely a no because if it's a yes, it's a fuck yes. Okay. So what I mean by the judgment part, not judging it at all. This is something that's probably really hard for us generators to learn and took me a while, which is if I feel inspired to learn how to do something, if I feel inspired to do something that makes absolutely no sense to what I think I should be doing, you cannot judge that. And it's something for you to do because every activity that you do that lights you up, that is a full body yes for you, that is drawing you in, that is literally coming to you that you're responding to and it feels like a yes and you can feel it in your gut feeling that it's a yes, that thing is actually there to charge you up and you cannot judge 
the, the, the thing that you're doing or the thing that you're learning because you don't know how, because the human part of you does not know how, it's going to lead you to something that is directly in alignment with what you're here to manifest. So for example, if I feel inspired to learn how to take care of my house plants today, that's what I meant to take on today. For as long as that inspiration lasts, if I want to sit on YouTube for three hours and look up all the different things I can do to take care of my money tree. For example, I'm looking at my money tree right now in my office. Then that is what I need to be doing that day. And I cannot judge it because I don't know where that's going to lead me. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll open up a money tree farm. Or who knows? Maybe someday we'll, someday someone who I'm meant to have a relationship with on some level, a friendship or a business relationship, the way that we're going to connect is over houseplants over money trees, growing money trees and taking care of them. And that is the thing that's going to bond us. And that is the thing that's going to start this new friendship, relationship, business partnership or whatever that will then lead me down another level of my life path and my life purpose. Okay. So that's what I mean by you can't judge it at all. And so this is something that I had to learn and be like, okay, I don't know why I'm feeling really inspired to read parenting books. For example, that's my new thing right now. I bought so many parenting books. You have no idea. And no, I'm not pregnant yet. Yes, I'm planning on becoming pregnant within the next year. But like, I don't have a fucking kid. (laughs) I don't even have a toddler yet. Like at what point, you know, do you need the parenting book? Um, You know, because you still have that newborn phase. I don't even know what to do with a newborn, let alone with my pregnant body. And for some reason, I'm diving deep into um, parenting books right now and I'm not judging it because what if the next level of my business is working with moms and helping moms manifest and teach manifestation to their children And I need to learn conscious parenting and being able to access the little brains of these beautiful humans that are certain age in order for their parents to successfully teach them how to manifest their dream life, right? we got to start them young. That's my plan with my kids at least. So this is what I mean by not judging because this action step that you're taking is going to lead you down the path and you're not supposed to know how it's going to lead you down the path. And with generators, we really have to trust this. So, um, you know, drawing boundaries has become so important. Like saying no more often has been a thing that I had to learn because as a generator, things are always being magnetized to us. I have nonstop ideas, nonstop invitations, opportunities, choices, things coming into my life from the external world, both in the physical material world where someone literally says, hey, Catherine, do you want to do this? But also the spiritual world where I download ideas and then I have to respond to these ideas. And as a generator, uh, what I do is I wait for an external cue. So if I have an idea, for example, to create something, I will then, and this happens so quick, it's not even something that I have to really wait for or try to wait for. It's just something that happens because this is, if you pay attention, this is how fast this is, you guys. Um, And even if it's not coming fast, like a couple days is still fast, okay? So I will be in the process of being like, hmm, I want to write a book on this. That's a great idea. And then because I'm not a manifester and I'm not supposed to initiate, I don't get to action right away. I wait until I have a gut feeling about it. So for example, I will wait until someone literally messages me uh, and says, oh my God, have you ever thought about writing a book about this? Or I scroll past an Instagram post and someone's talking about that topic and being like, oh my God, this is a, you know, this is exactly what I want to talk about. And then I wait for my gut, my sacral center to respond like yes or no to this. And then as soon as I get that very clear response, that's when I get to action. And I get to action quickly because that is inspired action that's lighting me up. So my job is to wait for something to come my way, which isn't long at all, and respond to it using my gut because I'm also a sacral authority, like I said. And it's important that all of us, no matter what authority you are, you're making decisions through that authority and not the mind. The mind is never the authority. Your thinking brain is never the authority. That's your ego. 
but you are making decisions from the body. And there's different ways. You know, we have different authorities. We have emotional authority. We have sacral authority. We have splenic authority. We have G-center authority. I mean, there's so many different authorities, but those authorities are all within the body. There's some sort of a body response because our intuition's in the body. Okay. Generators can easily fall into the trap of, I should be doing this, or I need to be doing this. And anytime there's a should that comes out of my mouth, okay, I know it's a red flag that won't lead me down the right path. And so if my desires, if I have some sort of a desire that comes to me as a should, like I feel like I should be doing this, I know that they're not true desires. And so it's an immediate red flag being like, Catherine, why do you think you should be doing that? Whose path are you trying to get on? Whose model of the world are you trying to embody that isn't yours? It doesn't have to make sense, you guys. None, nothing in my life, first of all, makes sense. Nothing in my business makes sense. Nothing makes sense logically. And I got here by not following the shoulds and the have-tos, but the true heart's desires, the true desires of the wants. So there's something in human design called signature and non-self. So a green flag versus a red flag. So anytime I'm feeling satisfied by something or something just feels satisfying to me, like that's the key word, I know that I'm on the right path and whatever it is that I'm doing is what, I, is what I'm supposed to be doing. And anytime I feel frustration, that is the non-self theme. And that is a red flag that there's something off. Like I'm trying to force something. I'm initiating. I'm not responding. I'm not listening to my sacral. I'm not doing the things that light me up. There is some sort of a frustration that I'm taking action a little too fast and I'm not waiting on the response of whether this is something that actually feels in alignment for me or not. So living in alignment with your type strategy and authority are the major keys to achieving success in the way that is most designed for you. And I have to say, like, even if you just learn your type strategy and authority and live in accord in accordance to that, you are going to live your best life. I promise you. So let's go deeper into like manifestation, right? Because there's certain elements to our chart that are specific to manifestation. So, um, you know, for example, when you're looking at your chart, and if you're on myhumandesign.com right now, you might be looking at your chart while listening to this episode, or maybe you already know your chart. There, there are two arrows that we can look at. There's the bottom right arrow and the bottom left arrow, because there's like a quadrant of four arrows. You have top left, top right, bottom right, bottom left. So the bottom right arrow will tell you whether you are a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. And this can be like huge for people to realize. This is something I intuitively picked up upon long ago where I realized that getting into the specifics and the details for people isn't exciting for everyone. In fact, there's a group of people that get really stressed out when you tell them to be specific. I am that person. I'm a non-specific manifester. My arrow points right which means that getting overly specific in the manifestation process is counterproductive because my unique relationship with the universe is that I'm here for the big picture stuff. I'm here for the big picture vision. I get clear on generalities. I get clear in how I want to feel. That's very important is like how you think it's going to make you feel and getting very specific about the feelings But all of the little details, that is something that the universe is supposed to fill in for me. Okay. So for example, um, last year I was on a hike with some friends and we picked up some rocks in Sedona and we decided to use those rocks as an intention setting ceremony that we did at the top of Cathedral Rock. It's actually like more so three quarters of the way that we decided to do this. And when I tapped in, I was trying to go into specifics of like, okay, what do I want my next year to look like? And I got frustrated. While intention setting, I got extremely frustrated. And I was like, damn, why am I feeling so frustrated right now? And I realized it's because I'm trying to go into the specifics. I'm trying to be a specific manifester right now, which is not how I'm designed to be. 
So what I did instead is I decided to tap into the feelings of how 2021 was going to feel. Okay. And when I did that, that got me super excited. And that led me to then coming up with a few details, but not too many. Now, another example is when I think about my dream home, I get really stressed out. Like if you tell me to imagine like the color of the doorknobs and the color of the door and how many windows there are and exactly the coordinates and exactly the street it's on, I I get so overwhelmed. And when, if you are, you know, in the manifestation process, when you are tapped into feeling such a stress and overwhelm and frustration, you're only going to manifest more stress, overwhelm, and frustration. This is why not every single process in the man- of manifestation works for every single one of us. For example, for me as a non-specific manifester, getting into specifics and being like, oh, you know, I have to be super specific or I'm going to confuse the universe. First of all, why do we think the universe is so stupid that it can be confused? The universe is not confused, okay? Infinite intelligence is infinitely intelligent. All right. There's no way that the universe can get confused. The universe is smart enough to pick up on our vibration of all those moments that we ever drove by a house where we said, Ooh, I like this house. The universe records all of that. It pays attention. It reads vibration, not our specific words or how we write it down or anything like that. Okay. Now our subconscious mind can read specifics. But that's a whole another differentiation that I talk about inside of MBA. So a specific manifester would need to get specific. And it's important that as a specific manifester, you don't settle for anything less than exactly what you want. So if you're in the manifestation process and you manifest something that is eh, similar to what you want, but not exactly it, it's important that you take that as a sign for you to get even more specific. Now, if you're a non-specific manifester, you might have heard the phrase, this or something better. That is your life mantra, okay? And that for you is so that you get clear on the generalities, the big picture vision, get as specific as it feels good for you to get specific. And then from then on, let the universe fill in details. And I will tell you, the details that have been filled into my life are so much better than I could have ever imagined it. And that's how I work with the manifestation process as a non-specific manifester. Now, the bottom left arrow is another one that can be a make or break thing for so many people, whether they are embodying the frequency of frustration and stress during the manifestation process or not. Okay. So this is another reason why not every single manifestation process is going to effectively work for every single person. And we have to honor our differences and our uniqueness. So the bottom left arrow will tell you whether you're a passive or active manifester. My arrow points left, which means that I'm an active manifester, which means that I like to be very active in the manifestation process. And my mom recently brought this up. Uh, We talked about this on the plane because my mom's gotten into manifestation, like the more nuanced manifestation, because she's always believed in manifestation, but she really got into like, okay, let's learn more and more about the specifics, the universal laws, all that stuff. Like how do we actually utilize it on purpose in a very conscious way? And she was asking me some questions on the airplane and I was like, mom, no, 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 no. Please don't listen to those people. Please don't listen to those people. Like that is not how it works. And of course, like she didn't tell me who she was listening to and nor do I care, nor am I the kind of person who generates all my content around calling people out and being like, this person is wrong and this is how I'm right. I just, I never vibe with that. I, you know, people do that to me. Like this is all the reasons why Manifestation Babe is wrong. Like that's just not my style, okay? So I don't even care who it was or anything like that. But I've noticed like speaking in generalities, there's certain people who teach very specific ways of manifestation without knowing that it's not going to resonate with everybody. Like not everybody is meant to be an active manifester. Not everybody is a passive manifester. So let me describe the differences. As an active manifester, it is actually very fun for me to visualize constantly. 
to get excited about what's to come, to build the vision boards, to talk about my manifestations, to borderline obsess about it. Now, you might have heard that obsession creates resistance in the manifestation process, but what I'm here to uh, to tell you, to kind of break that structure for you, that rigidness around it, is that not that is that some of us, the active manifestors, are built to be obsessed, and the obsession does not actually create resistance for us. But on the other hand, obsession does create resistance. It does create this desperation, this energy of desperation for a passive manifester. So passive manifestors are designed to decide on what they want and completely let go. You are not designed to think about it. You're not designed to worry about the how. And actually, none of us are designed to worry about the how. Um, But for active manifestors, sometimes it's fun to imagine, ooh, what if it happens this way? Ooh, what if it happens that way? Ooh, what if it happens that way? And for a passive manifestor, that's actually really stressful. It's really stressful for you to think of the hundred ways that it could come because it gets you in this place of feeling like it's not going to happen because it feels impossible to happen. So decide that what you want, you know, see it or write it down or however you want, get clear on that vibration, that frequency that you're sending out to the universe. And then your job is to let it go. Know it's going to happen, but you're not designed to constantly visualize about it, constantly get excited about it, talk about it, anything like that. Let go. Versus active manifestors like me, it's kind of like decide and obsess about how it's already yours. That's what works better for the active manifester. This is why I can go to bed every single night and dream and visualize and like see it. And like I spend so much time daydreaming and it actually makes me feel like I'm getting closer and closer and closer and closer to that reality versus a passive manifester. They're going to be like, oh my God, I, every time I visualize it, I just get deeper into this feeling of feeling like I don't yet have it and it creates resistance for me and I can't do it. And it's not working well for me to every single night visualize. And that's because you're not meant to. And this is the difference, right? So the next thing I want to talk about is cognition. Now, cognition reveals a lot about how you connect with your desires best in the manifestation process. So cognition talks about what your strongest sense is, how you process information, how you prepare your body for digestion. This has a lot to do with food, but it can also be applied to anything else that we digest in our life. And we digest our desires. We prepare our bodies for our desires so that when they manifest, we can keep them so that we don't sabotage as a protection mechanism from keeping us away from what is unfamiliar and uncertain. Okay. Uh, so cognition, there's, I think there's like five different cognitions. If I remember correctly, again, I'm just talking about myself right now. So my cognition is smell. And your cognition reveals which of the tools are going to be the most helpful for you in manifesting your desires. So because my cognition is smell, I use smell as the strongest way for me to feel like it is already real. Okay. For some people, it's inner vision and inner vision means, you know, visualization. For some people, it's outer vision, which means that for you, it's going to be helpful for you to go and actually drive by some houses, try on the clothes, go into the store and physically touch it, physically drive the car, test drive the car in order for you to feel like it's real. Inner vision, for example, is someone who can just sit in their house and visualize it and it'll feel like it's real. For me, and again, we all have all of this on some level, but we're talking about the strongest sense here, okay? So for me, this is going to sound so weird if you don't have this, but as someone with a smell cognition, I can tap into what money smells like. (laughs) I can tap into what success smells like. There's a sense of smell for me. Like when I think about a $10 million a year business, there's a specific smell that's activated. Now, more tangibly speaking, using tools like essential oils or incense or perfumes or anything else that I can evoke that vibration and then anchor it in, 
because, you know, if you smell something, anytime you connect something to smell, it anchors it in. Like we have certain smells where we smell a certain smell and then we think of a certain memory, like brings us back to childhood or brings us back to living in a certain country or visiting a certain country or, you know, specific memories reminds us of certain people. That's because we have anchored in that vibration into our bodies and it's associated with that smell. So when we smell that smell, it evokes that vibration and we truly feel it like it's already real, like it's like it's happening right now. And so whatever incense or perfume or essential oil that may, that is most representative of your dream life is going to be the most effective for you in helping you manifest it. Also, as a smell cognition, when something stinks, like I can't handle it. I cannot live my life in a stinky environment. Like it just affects me so much. So I love candles. I love incense. That stuff makes me feel so good. This is why if you have a smell cognition, for example, go out and splurge on the candles. Go out and splurge on a really good essential oil diffuser. Like be unapologetic about that stuff because that is one of your most powerful manifestation tools. So why not uh, you know, reward yourself and splurge so that you can really live your life in that vibration. So moving on, some fun little gifts that I have access to in my chart that assist me. So you guys want to know, you know, how I use my chart. So for example, I have a channel in my chart, the 2343 channel, which is known as the genius to freak channel. Now this channel means that ideas come that come to me are literally genius and ahead of their time, which is awesome, which is great. However, the downside is that my ideas can make me seem like a literal freak to people who aren't ready for them. So this is a projected channel, which means that I must be invited in order for me to express it. There has to be some sort of invitation. This is why I don't give unsolicited advice to people is because I know that people are not ready for my advice, especially with this channel. My advice is going to be ahead of your time. It's probably going to be something that applies to you like 10 years from now, and you're going to think I'm crazy for even offering this advice. However, when you ask me for my advice, which is why I love asking you guys for podcast topics or asking you guys to submit your Q&As to me is because not only my generator and I'm a responder and I love to respond to things, this genius to freak thing is you have to be ready for my advice. You have to be ready for my perspective. And when you ask me for my perspective, you actually are ready for it. And, you know, for example, how this manifested for me in my business is when I started Manifestation Babe, manifestation was not really talked about. It was like something that existed in really small circles. And it's never a word that I ever saw in like Cosmo magazine or Forbes. It was never mentioned in a Forbes article. It was never talked about in psychology today. It was never mentioned by celebrities except for a very, very few like Jim Carrey and Oprah, probably the two people I heard it from at the time. And now it's a topic that everyone is talking about. And so when I started my business, Manifestation Babe, it was really channeled through the 2343 channel and, you know, comes from the, um, I, I always mispronounce it. I'm going to mispronounce it just because it's stuck in my memory and I'm going to do my best to pronounce it correctly. Um, the Ajna center, it's the Ajna center connected to the throat. So it's your mind center connected to your throat center, which is a manifestation center, which is an expressive center. So it expresses out of me. And, um, you know, in the beginning, a lot of people thought I was crazy. My family thought I was crazy. My friends thought I was crazy. People that followed me before manifestation babe thought I was crazy. And now it's like, look at me now. You know, that idea was ahead of my time. I knew this is something that would be talked about by every single person. It was part of my mission to bring manifestation um, to as many people's lives as possible. So look at me now. Now, the next thing is my most activated center in my chart is my identity center, which is also known as the G center, which means that I have a very consistent sense of who I am and where I'm going. I know what I want. I know how, how I'm going to get it. And being the most authentic version of who I am 
will get me to fulfill the purpose I came here to fulfill. This is why my most powerful affirmation for me, because I have so much activation in my identity center, is I am blank just for being me. So I am a multimillionaire just for being authentically me. I'm a billionaire just for being authentically me. I am successful just for being authentically me. People listen to me just for being authentically me. Like That is a very powerful affirmation for me because I have so much activation in that center and it's part of the purpose that I came here to fulfill is to just be me. Another thing I have in my chart is I have gate 54 activated, which is known as the gate of ambition. And it also connects, which means it forms a channel with gate 32, which then creates something, the gate, the the channel of transformation. So this channel is very powerful. It amplifies gate 54, which is already the gate of ambition, which means that my desire and my instinctual ability to succeed is very, very strong. If approached correctly, of course, because there's no guarantees. Just because you have something in your chart doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to use it or know how to use it or want to use it, right? Maybe you're not aware or maybe you are in resistance to it because you haven't really accepted that part of you yet. Um, But this is something that I've worked really hard on accepting about myself. And I am extremely ambitious, you guys. And I trigger a lot of people on the internet. I have people who regularly message me that are huge fans now of Manifestation Babe, huge fans of the content, huge fans of courses that admit to me that they fucking hated me when they first came across me. And of course, in the beginning, that was really hard to hear being like, wow, there's people out there who literally hate me. Even if they come around, it's like at some point there's people that hate me, which means right now people are hating me too. And it's like, there's just something within me that really triggers people because I am here to be ambitious and I'm here to trigger people who have repressed that same ambition within themselves. Because here's the thing, we cannot manifest what we demonize, right? And when we demonize something, we are actively suppressing that desire within ourselves because a part of us is telling us that we can't have that thing too. And if we believe that we can't have something too, a protective mechanism that happens that we use as a coping strategy is to repress, to suppress and repress that same desire, that same ability to create something, that same idea, that same ambition. And because we suppress and repress it, we have this internal shame that we do not like to feel. We do not want to address it. It pains us to address it. And so we then project the shame onto other people and we shame other people who have the gift that we actually have within ourselves. I see this a lot with money. Money is a very triggering topic for people. And I see that the people who hate money the most and hate people with money the most are the people who actually subconsciously want it the most and wish they have it the most. Because if you are actually completely neutral to something and don't even care about something, you are going to feel completely neutral towards that thing. For example, um, let's, let's think of something I literally don't care anything about, like something that is extremely neutral to me. For some reason, what's coming to mind right now is a lawnmower. I don't care about lawnmowers. I feel completely neutral to lawnmowers. First of all, I live on the 22nd floor of a building in Los Angeles and I don't have a lawn. And the lawn that we do have here is part of the building and there are people who are employed to take care of that lawn. So I literally have nothing to do with lawnmowers. I don't care about lawnmowers. I feel completely neutral towards them. And so when I, when I walk by someone or someone posts on the internet about their lawnmower, There's nothing within me that wants to go and hate on this person. (laughs) There's nothing within me that wants to go leave a negative comment or literally throw an egg at the person who's mowing their lawn because I don't, I literally feel neutral towards the lawnmower. 
So you can see that when something triggers you or you have this negative reaction towards something, it's a sign that you are rejecting that desire within yourself. So if I desperately wanted a lawnmower and I felt like I couldn't have one and I was pissed about it, of course, anytime I see a lawnmower and someone else having one, I'm going to get pissed and I'm going to project this internal shame at them. Anyway, that is like a freaking tangent I just went on, but this is something that helped me a lot is knowing that I'm going to trigger people. I'm going to trigger people and I just have to be okay with it. And yes, it sucks 99% of the time. It doesn't feel good for people to tell me that they hate me, but you know, that's, that's what I'm here for, I guess. So some challenges. You know, I I just shared some fun little gifts. Let me, let me talk about some challenges, some challenges that come up for me in the manifestation process. I have a fully open ego center, which the ego center is the center of willpower, desire, um, uh, um, self-worth. And because it's fully open, it means that I have a lot to learn here. And I have a lot of a lot to learn about feeling worthy in this lifetime and being unapologetic about my desires, even when they trigger other people. So you can see how this is connected and why my soul chose this specific part with these specific things that are either activated or fully open, defined or undefined is because they work together to give me the exact lessons that I need in order for me to fulfill my destiny at this time in this lifetime. And so being okay with feeling worthy of my desires and being unapologetic is something that presents a lot of challenges for me, but it's something that is going to provide the most amount of fulfillment when I actually face these lessons. I also have a fully emotional center fully open emotional center, which means that making decisions based on emotions for me will always sway me in the wrong direction. And actually any type, any emotion, even if you're an emotional authority, you never want to make emotional decisions. You always want to make them from a place of being cool, calm, collected, but being a fully open emotional center, which makes up, I think like half of us is that we can also pick up on other people's emotions, which we can make decisions off of other people's emotions, which will also sway you in the wrong direction because I'm not an emotional authority. I'm a sacral authority. And if I rely on making emotional decisions, that's like a double whammy of leading me down the wrong path. So being cool, calm, collected, um, and tapping into my sacral center for decision-making is the key. And if I'm ever feeling overly emotional, I make sure that I cut cords with whomever it's coming from, or I get down to the root of why I feel that way. Because full, because if you're not an emotional authority, you there's a root cause for why you feel the way that you feel. And if you are an emotional authority, there is no root cause. It's something that is an internal wave for you to process. It's something that's coming from within. But because I know this about myself and I know that if I'm ever feeling emotional, it's not coming from me or it has a root cause that if I just get down to that root cause and remove it or handle it or transmute it, then I can bring myself back to this place of being clear on what it is that I want to decide on. I'm also a two, four generator. 2-4 is a profile, okay, which goes further into the roles that you're here to play, the gifts within your personality, how you see yourself versus how other people see you. And the 2-4 is one of the most paradoxical profiles. It basically means that I am both a hermit. It's called the hermit opportunist in more traditional human design language. Um, Everyone has, you know, their ways of naming these different types and people who have gone into studying and deepening their study with human design. They have created their own, you know, methodologies within of how they want to name things and how they want to look at things. But just traditionally speaking, it's called a hermit opportunist. So I am both a hermit and an opportunist at the same time. So what does that mean? As a hermit, I love my alone time. And this is how I see myself. I see myself as this like introverted loner who just wants to keep to herself, works really well alone, wants her alone time and wants to process things alone. But my success in life and how other people see me is this networker, which means I am here to network. My success in life comes from my inner circle network. 
And how this manifests for me is that I have come to learn to love the seasons that I go through based on my profile, which is there are moments in my life, and you'll probably notice if you just start to kind of stalk me a little bit more, which sounds so weird, but like if you just kind of learn my patterns, like there's moments where I just don't show up online really. I don't really make stories. I don't really want to talk about things. I go through gaps on my podcast where I don't upload an episode for like a month or two. That's not because I don't want to or something is wrong. That's just because I've entered my two phase and I'm really deep into my hermit phase. I am processing something that I need silence with. I really need my alone time. I really don't need any external feedback. I just want to be by myself. When I built the Manifestation Babe Academy, most uh, ha- the first half of this year, 2021, it was a very two phase for me. It was very hermit-esque. I didn't show up to my team meetings. I really isolated myself so that I can really process my content. Now, there's other phases that you'll notice where I am posting like six times a day on my feed. I'm like making a hundred stories. It's usually when I travel. Travel for some reason fuels my inner networker and I like want to befriend the whole world and I'm just like, woo, I'm so excited about life. And, uh, or you'll see me with friends and like, you know, you know, having these experiences where I'm around a lot of people and I want to be online and I want to talk to you guys and I want to interact and I want to answer DMs and I want to do all of it. And that's when I'm in my four phase. I don't even know if they're like meant to be experienced as phases, but I have found that my profile manifests as phases, manifests as seasons. And I've learned to love these seasons rather than be like, oh, this is a fucking curse, right? Because initially I thought it was a curse. I thought there was something wrong with me when I would go into isolation. And I've learned that those the isolations actually make me a better networker because once I've processed things with myself, I'm then able to go out and express them with the world. So anyway, there's so much more that we can dive into. I mean, I've barely, barely scratch the surface with this. There's so much more in my chart. There's so much more that you can dive into in your chart. But these are kind of like the main ways which I use my human design to assist me in manifestation. And like I said before, I teach all of this and how to apply this into your own life based on your own chart inside of the Manifestation Babe Academy, which again is launching on August 23rd. You can get on the wait list right now to be the first to get inside at manifestationbabeacademy.com. Again, that's manifestationbabeacademy.com. I'm also going to provide the link in the show notes. Um, This is the last launch of 2021. And you guys, I'm so excited. The last launch, the last group, the last the first one actually of the the Manifestation Babe Academy, this version that I created in 2021 went so well. I have never seen such amazing testimonials and excitement. And my students have literally transformed in ways that I never saw in previous iterations of my program. So if you get inside of Manifestation Wave Academy this time on August 23rd through the August 27th, that's the open cart and closed cart, I just want to celebrate you and commend you. And I'm so excited for what's to come your way. Like, trust me, you're going to want to get inside. So anyway, um, if you decide to sign up for MBA, I will see you there. And if not, I will catch you in the next episode. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And as always, I appreciate your guys' reviews. I appreciate your topic requests and feedback. I appreciate the tags that you guys tag me in on your stories, sharing these episodes. You have no idea how much you mean to me. And I will see you soon in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.